the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. First of all, congratulations on the new church. I know it's been a dream for many years, and so we thank, and may God reward more than thank. We, may God reward uh, the previous board members, the current board members, all the congregation, Abuna Thanasius, and of course the leadership of Amba Yusuf for bringing this to fruition. Um, today we consecrated the baptistry, and when Amba Yusuf's schedule, God willing, allows, then we can come back and consecrate the altar and the icons and rejoice more and more together. And hopefully we'll be able to have more people in the church. Um, today, the God, I'm going to give a very brief sermon. Today, the gospel, today's the third Sunday of the Blessed Month of Misra. And the church arranges the readings in the Blessed Month of Misra because it's right before the end of the Coptic year. So it's right before the Coptic New Year. It arranges the reading so that it reminds us of the importance of repenting and the importance of preparing ourselves for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whether that coming is the, the second coming, as, a, as you know, the, the actual second coming, or the end of our personal lives when we will meet our Savior. And so the Lord keeps giving us, the, the church keeps giving us readings related to us preparing. And today the Lord, after he casts out a demon, the, the scribes and Pharisees are commenting and saying he casts out demons by the ruler of demons. And the Lord answers and says to them, if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And this is the first point about today's uh, homily, that we cannot be divided. In order to enter into the kingdom of heaven, in order to meet our Lord Jesus Christ, we need to be prepared to say to him, I have nothing in my heart against anyone. I have to be prepared to say, I'm not divided with my, my, my wife, my sister, my brother, my parents, my children, uh, my community, whatever it may be, there must be no division. And to illustrate the importance of this, you know, a few years ago, Abuna Dawud Lamai was in Phoenix, and he gave a very nice analogy. He said, he pictures... You know, like if, if you travel a lot, you go through all these metal detectors in the airports and you empty your pockets of all the metal to get through the metal detector. If you forget just one piece of metal in your pocket, what happens? The metal detector goes off. You may have emptied everything else, but that one piece of metal prevents you from going through. You have to empty it in order to go through. And so he said, I picture the kingdom of heaven being like that. The gates of heaven with a love detector. And if I hold a grudge against anybody, if I'm holding hatred against anybody, if I'm unwilling to forgive anybody, then the love detector at the gates of the kingdom of heaven will go off, just like that metal detector. And so imagine, that's why in the many stories in the Desert Fathers, we read about them. One time, a disciple went to his elder, Avashishui, and he said to Avashishoi, I was treated unjustly by my brother and I want to pay him back. And so he said to him, no, my child, leave the retribution to God. And so the brother said, I can't, I can't calm down, I need revenge. He was boiling up inside, he couldn't let go. And so Avashishoi said to him, let's pray. And so they got up and prayed. And this is what Avashishoi prayed. He said, my God, we no longer have any need for you to care for us because we are taking care we are taking revenge on our own. And as soon as the brother heard this, he fell at, elder, at uh, Ava Shishoi's feet and said, I'm no longer opposing the brother Ava. Forget it. I'm going to forgive him. Because he realized 
If I take everything in my own control and I say to God, I don't need your help, then I'm going to lose. I'm going to be the one losing. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Another brother once went to his elder. Similar story, but the ending is different. They got up to pray, and the elder, instead of saying, you know, they got up to pray the Our Father, and instead of saying, forgive us our trespasses, forgive those who trespass against us, the elder said, do not forgive us our trespasses, even as we do not forgive those who trespass against us. And so the, the young brother said to the elder, Ava, it's not like that. He said, no, but it is. Since we're not forgiving, we can't ask God for forgiveness. And so the point of these stories here is to illustrate that God offers us forgiveness. And he wants to allow us into the kingdom. And whatever sin we committed, he says to us, we'll be forgiven you. No matter what it is, big or small. And he's patient with us. And he's, he, he loves us unconditionally. But he says to us, I will forgive all this. However, you must also forgive your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your child, your community, and so on. Another story to illustrate this again, just the danger of it. Um, actually, I'll skip this story so I don't go too long. It's a long day. Um, but the point is, the first point to keep in mind is, if I want to acquire the spirit of forgiveness, let me remember the dangers of not forgiving someone. The danger of me not forgiving means I also may not receive forgiveness. And so let me forgive that I may also receive forgiveness. God never says to me, if I stand before him and I say, I've committed a million sins and I list them, he'll never say to me, oh, and you did this too? Again and again? Never brings it up. He says, okay, you said sorry, you're forgiven. The second point is that, okay, if I remember the dangers of not forgiving, I may acquire the desire to forgive, but it may be difficult. St. John Chrysostom, I read a book recently on his homilies on King Saul and David, and it was beautiful, and he's meditating on the life of King David, and it's just so amazing. He's talking about how Saul constantly is running after King, Saul, uh, King David, and he wants to kill him over and over and over again. And several times the Lord, or we perceive that the Lord has delivered Saul into David's hands to kill him maybe. Just like his soldiers when they were in the cave and King Saul was there and King David was there and Saul didn't see David. The soldiers of King David said to him, <clears throat> kill him. The Lord delivered him into your hands. Strike him. And David said, he cut a piece of his garment. And he said, no, the Lord forbid I should stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed. The Lord forbid. St. John Chrysostom says, his heart smote him for cutting off the corner of the cloak. And he said to the man, the Lord forbid. What is the meaning of the Lord forbid? It means, may the Lord be merciful to me. And if I actually had the intention, may God not allow me to act on it, nor permit me to proceed to sin. In other words, since he knew sound values of this are almost beyond human nature and require grace from on high, and that he was halfway to committing murder, he then prays that God would keep his hand unstained. 
What St. John Chrysostom is saying here is David began the action by cutting a piece of the robe. And he's praying, the Lord forbid, if there is any part of me that seeks vengeance, <clears throat> if there's any part of me that desires to kill King Saul, Lord, be merciful. Take away this desire away from me. Don't allow me to stretch my hand on your anointed. Don't allow me to seek out vengeance for myself. Don't allow me to hold a grudge against anybody. This is why King David was so beautiful. This is why King David was such a precious saint. A great example for us all. Because he knew, like it says here, like St. John Chrysostom says, doing such a thing is beyond human nature and requires grace from on high. Many times people in our lives hurt us, whether it's an enemy or even a loved one. Somebody hurts us. A spouse hurts me by an action, by a word. A parent does something. A child does something. Uh, someone in, in, in the church does something. The bishop does something. And then I'm hurt by this. And I can't let go. King David sets the example. He knows as well that it's difficult to let go. But he prays. It's beyond human nature. But he prays. Because it is grace from above that allows us to let go. It is grace from above that allows me to forgive. It is grace from above that allows me to enable myself not to seek vengeance, but to allow the Lord himself to speak on my behalf. In the reconciliation prayer of St. Cyril, in the liturgy of St. Cyril, the reconciliation begins with, O God of love and giver of the oneness of heart, provider of the oneness of mind that is of virtue. The oneness of heart that we seek, this unity that we seek, that I may forgive someone and be united with them, that there may be no division, as the Lord says in the gospel today, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. A house divided against itself cannot stand. How many households have broken because there is division? And so the Lord, the, the prayer of reconciliation here gives us the key as well. The giver of the oneness, who is it? The Lord himself. And so just like King David and just like St. Cyril tells us in the prayer of reconciliation, I need to turn to God and say, O giver of the oneness of heart, O giver of purity, O giver of forgiveness, O giver of endurance, grant me, O Lord, to forgive, grant me, O Lord, to endure, unite with my brother and my sister. That's why later on in the prayer of reconciliation, in that same prayer, it says, grant us, O our Master, a sense that remembers not the earlier evils and a conscience without hypocrisy, a heart that loves the brethren. A sense that remembers not the earlier evils. It could be our own evils, our own sins, but also it could be the evils of others. You know, sometimes, you know, you could be okay with a person and then just remember an, an action that they did brings back the anger and it makes your heart boil again. And it brings back the passion again. And so this prayer says, don't allow me to remember these former evils of this person. And so point number two is that, yes, we may want to forgive. We may want to be united with, uh, with others. But we need to take example of King David and turn to prayer, asking for grace. And I'll say just the third one very quickly. Um, 
Also, St. John Chrysostom gives this, this, this remedy. He says to us, when you see your enemy or have him in mind, or basically anyone who hurt you, forget all those harmful things you suffered or were told. If they still come to mind, put it down to the devil. Meaning, if you remember what it is, the former evils that they did to you, don't ascribe it to the person who hurt you. Ascribe it to the devil who pushed a person to do such an evil against you, who pushed a person to hurt you. Your enemy is not the person, it's the devil. And he's also pushing me. Suppose me and my brother are, are fighting because my brother hurt me. He's pushing me. He pushed my brother to hurt me, but he's pushing me not to forgive. And so the devil is working on both sides. That's why the Lord, he's saying, Satan cannot be divided against himself. We never praise the devil. We never praise Satan. But if there's one thing that the Lord himself says that they do right, is that the evil one is united. They work together. In the paradise of the desert fathers and in the teachings of the fathers, you see that the demons of gluttony and lust and laziness work together. The demons of pride and, uh, and uh, vainglory and anger work together. They group them and they say they work together. And so they work together against us as well. And so we need to remember this. So ascribe the evil to, 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 to another person. And then he tells us, St. John Chrysostom advises us, instead of focusing on the one evil they did to you now, remember the good, all the good things they did to you in your life. They must have virtue. Look at the virtue. They must have good. Look at the good and focus on these things. And so three points today in order for us uh, not to have a divided kingdom as the Lord tells us, because very often we struggle in our houses uh, and, and with certain people in our lives that we may love, but because of certain hurts in our lives, we find we are divided. And the Lord warns us, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. And so we need to remember that, number one, in order to acquire the desire to forgive, let me remember the dangers of not forgiving. There is no entry into the kingdom without forgiveness. Number two, although I want to forgive, it may be difficult. I need grace from above, so let me ask for this grace. And then finally, number three, as I ask for this grace and I struggle and I'm still hurt and I remember the former evils, let me not ascribe the evils to the person, but realize the devil, the devil is working against both of us. And so let me ascribe the evil to the devil and not the person, but rather focus on the virtues and the good of the person. And that way I will be able to overcome. Always seek peace amongst you. Always seek to have love for your brethren. One of the poets, English poets, once said, I sought my soul, but my soul I could not see. I sought my God, but my God eluded me. I sought my brother, and I found all three. I sought my soul. I want to enter the kingdom. I want to be good. I want, and I'm trying, but it's, it's, I can't, I can't see myself clearly. My brother acts as a mirror. I sought my God, but my God eluded me. Christ is in my brother. And that's why he said, I sought my brother and I found all three. May God grant us never to have a divided kingdom, but to always have unity amongst each other. 
in all aspects of our lives, and to our God be the glory now and ever and to the end of all ages. Amen.